Then the Imam al-Barbaghari, he brings a point, another point here, two points which come together, point number 47 and 48, which occurs the first one on page 294 of the two volumes of the legitimate edition, and I just, just saw this before, there's actually another, the same edition that reprinted, so the page numbers are different, in some case someone wonders what's happening. Some of the versions of this same edition, the same, uh, same print, there's a different print of it with the numbers slightly different. Two volume edition, but the page is different. The older one which I have is page 294, or the first volume, point 47. The same of Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, وَلَا نِكَاحَ إِلَّا لِوَلِيٍ وَشَاهِدَيْ عَدُوٍ وَصَدَاقٍ قَلَّ أَوْ كَثُرٍ وَمَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهَا وَلِيٌ فَالسُلْطَانُ وَلِيُّ مَنْ لَا وَلِيَّ لَهَا And there is no marriage except with a guardian, with a wali, and two just witnesses, and a dawah, a sadaq, whether it be a small amount or a large amount. And whoever does not have a guardian, then the ruler is the guardian for one who does not have a guardian, a wali. Shaykh al-Fawzan, hafidhullah, he said in explanation, this is a fiqh issue, and it is an explanation of the conditions for the correctness of marriage, of nikah, conditions for the correctness of marriage, with the jumhur, with the majority of scholars. And from them, is that it should be along with a wali. The marriage should occur along with a person of the wali, the guardian. <coughs> and that, the, that a woman may not contract her own marriage. A woman may not marry herself off. And from these conditions is al-ishhad, is to have witnesses to the contracting of the marriage. So a marriage may not be contracted in secret without witnesses. He said, so from the position of the Muslims is iqlal al-nikah, is to openly announce marriage. And the matter of the wali, having a guardian, is a point of disagreement. There is some disagreement, and he'll explain that about the matter. Is it necessary, essential to have a, for the woman to have a wali, giving her permission? So he said the matter of the wali, the guardian, is a point where there is some disagreement. The Jumhur, the great majority, they hold that having the wali, the guardian, is essential. Whereas with the Hanafis, there is no harm in a woman marrying herself off without the guardian, without permission of the guardian. However, this is madhabun marjur, a saying that is not the correct saying, it's a weaker saying. It is contrary to the evidence because of his, because of his saying, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la nikaha illa bi waliyin wa shahidayin adlin. 
contrary to the proof, the saying of the Prophet there is no marriage except with a guardian and with two just witnesses. In the footnote they mention this is reported by Imam Ahmad, this hadith is reported by Imam Ahmad and Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi and Adarini and At-Tahawi and Shah Ma'ani al-Athar from a hadith of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu. As a side point, this hadith was declared Sahih, authentic by Shaykh al-Albani, Hadith 1839 in And he mentions a second proof. Shaykh al mentions a second evidence for the same majority, he said. And he's saying in the other hadith, لا تزوج المرأة المرأة ولا تزوج المرأة نفسها فإن الزانية the hadith A woman may not marry off a woman. A woman may not marry off another woman. And a woman may not marry off herself. For the fornicatress, the woman who commits zina, fornication, is the one who marries herself off. In a footnote here, for this hadith, they mentioned this is reported by Ibn Majah and Adar Qutni in his Sunan and Al Bayhaqi in his Sunan Al Kubra from a hadith of Abu Hurairah. And it was declared Sahih, authentic by Ibn Al Mulaqqin in Al Badr Munir to be to the standard of Muslim. In addition to that, Shaykh Al Albani, in his checking of Ibn Majah, he declared this hadith Sahih. Except, mentioned Sahih, except for the sentence about Azania, the fornicatress. The first part being authentic. That is supported by the narrations. That being authentic. That a woman may not marry off another woman. And a woman may not marry herself off. That being authentic. Then Shaykh Razan quotes a third hadith. He said, وَأَيُّ مَمْرَأَةٍ نَكَحَتْ بِغَيْرِ إِذْنِ وَلِيهَا فَنِكَاحُهَا بَاطِلٌ 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 Whichever woman gets married without the permission of her guardian, then her marriage is invalid, invalid, invalid. In a footnote they mention, this hadith is reported by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, and by Abu Dawood, and Tirmidhi, and Ad-Darim, and by Tahawi in Sharh Ma'ani al-Athar, or Hadith al-Aisha radiallahu anha. This hadith is a side point, was declared Sahih also, authentic by Shaykh al-Allah. Then Shaykh al-Fazan said, So even though some of the jurists Declare it to be correct, meaning a marriage, a woman getting married without permission of her guardian, her wali. He said, even though some of the jurists declare it to be correct, based upon ijtihad, based upon personal striving, from, that, from a scholar, then, then what is counted is the proof. What is counted is the proof, the evidence. And therefore the author, Imam al-Barbahari here, therefore the author, he stated this matter, even though it is a matter of fiqh, to make clear that this is the correct position. 
And it is a position which the great majority of the people acknowledge were upon that which is proven by the prophetic Sunnah. And in order that the marriages of the Muslims should be correctly regulated and not be entered upon by secrecy and ihtiyarat, fraudulent tricks, I mean pretends, I mean, it's made to look like a marriage, but it's not a correct, it's not a correct marriage. So that's the reason, one of the reasons the author brought it, to make clear the ruling, to maybe make sure the marriage is correctly done, and so that they should not be entered upon by secrecy and fraudulent tricks. Rather, that they should be clear and open. For indeed, marriages are from the most important of affairs, because upon them, families are built, and from them, offspring are produced, and upon them, lineages are built. And something even more severe is built upon them rendering the private parts lawful. So therefore it is essential that the legislative principles are applied to contract a marriage as occurs in the Ahadith and in the Ayahs. And he said he's saying and it should be along with a sadaq, with a mahar money that's given to the woman from the man from the man marries the sadaq the dawah and with a dawah whether it's a small amount or a large amount Shaykh Fazan said as for the sadaq the dawah then it is not a condition a sharat in the first one was mentioned having a wali and her, her having permission of her guardian that is a condition, inshallah. So now this matter said, as for the sadaq, the dawah, then that is not a condition. However, it is wajib, it is obligatory, it's obligation. And therefore, if the marriage were to be conducted, if the marriage were to be contracted without a sadaq, without a dawah, then the contracting of the marriage will be correct. However, a sadaq, a dawah, will be appointed for her in accordance with that of women who are like her. Because this is a right of hers. I mean, if it's not stated in the contract, it will be, it will be laid down for her later on in accordance with Mahar of women who are like her. And the Shaykh said, He's saying, وَمَنْ لَمْ يَكُمْ لَهَا وَلِيٌّ فَالسُّلْطَانُ وَلِيُّ مَنْ لَا وَلِيًّا لَهُ And whoever does not have a wali, a guardian, then the ruler is the guardian for the one who does not have a guardian. Shaykh Al-Fazan said in explanation, Having a wali, a guardian, is essential. And the wali, the guardian, is the wife's close male relatives. 
the closest and then the next closest. There's an order to it. It's whoever's the closest male relative to her. And then, if that one's not found, then the next closest, next closest. So the closest, and then the next closest. From there. Her father, firstly her father, then her grandfather, and so on, upwards. Her father, her grandfather, if he's there, great-grandfather, so on and so forth, that way. If the father's not there, the father's not alive, then her grandfather, if he's not alive, so on. So he said, the closest, the next closest, from them, her father, then her grandfather, and so on upwards. And then, her son, and the son of her son, and so on downwards. And then, her brother, her full brother. And then, her brother, through her father. Meaning, her brother, who shares the same father, but the mother is different. And then, her full uncle, her full paternal uncle. And then her uncle, who is the brother of her father. And then the son of her full uncle. The son of the father's brother. Or rather, he said, the son of her full uncle. And then the son of her uncle, who is the brother of her father. This is the guardian, the wali of the woman. And if it occurs that a woman does not have a wali, guardian, from her close male relatives, then her guardianship is taken on by the ruler, or by one who represents the ruler, and he is the judge, the qadi, in the court. So marriage must have regulating principles, and it may not be anarchy, just in accordance with the desires and lusts of the people. So Shaykh Ahmad al-Najmi, he said in his explanation, he's saying, وَلَا نِكَاحَ إِلَّا بِوَلِيٍ وَشَاهِدَيْ عَدُمْ وَصَدَاقٍ أَلَّا وَكَثُرٍ And there is no marriage except with a guardian and with two just witnesses and with a dower, a small amount or a large amount. Ahmad said, this is the position of the Jumhur great majority. There should be, there needs to be a permission of the guardian. And it is what is the truth. So therefore, those who say that the woman can marry off herself without the permission of her guardian is a saying which is null and void, a saying which is false, contrary to the evidences. Opposite to the evidences and contrary to them. Indeed, it opens up a breach for the people of corruption. He said a woman can marry herself off without body. It opens up a door, opens up a gap, a breach for people who wish to cause corruption. And we'll come back to the point in the footnote after inshallah. And the Sheikh said, So it is obligatory to believe that this is futile. And likewise, her getting married without a dower. However, if the dower is not mentioned, is not stated at the marriage, then what is correct is that it does not make it null and void, the marriage. And it's still counted as a, as a valid marriage. But she should be given a dower 
for women. The same as women who are like her, from her close relatives, and women of her age. Meaning, the dower that is well known amongst the people. Whether it be a small amount, or a large amount, at that time, and at that place. And this one, this woman, is called Al-Waliyah. One who has given up the affair to someone else, with the jurists. They call her Al-Waliyah. One who means she's given up, no matter the affair of how much it is, she's entrusted that to someone else. Then the Sheikh said, he's saying, and whoever does not have a guardian, then the ruler is the guardian for one who has no guardian. The Sheikh said, this is the correct saying. So the woman who does not have a guardian, then her guardian will be the ruler, because of the hadith. The ruler is the guardian for the one who does not have a guardian. And just before finishing, I mentioned some of the evidences in the footnote, some of the evidences with regard to the necessity of having a wali. They bring some of the ayahs of the Quran, each of the ayahs that they bring. Surah Nur, the 24th Surah, Ayah 32, Surah Baqarah, 2nd Surah, Ayah 221, and Surah Baqarah, 2nd Surah, Ayah 232, each of them with an address regarding marrying the women, and the address with regard to marrying off is the addresses to the men, men marrying off the women, as opposed to a woman, an address to a woman for her to get married, no, the address is always to the men. With regard to the point, he mentions the ayahs, he mentions the hadith, proving the necessity of having a wali. With regard to the point where the Sheikh mentioned that a woman getting married without any guardian, and saying it's permissible for a woman to marry herself off without any guardian, that this, as Sheikh Ahmed said, opens up a breach, opens up a door to people who want to cause corruption. And they mention in the footnote, they say, our Sheikh Ahmed al Najmi himself, he said, on different occasions, this is an example he gives that how it can cause corruption. He said, I myself heard that there was one of the jurists from the Hanafis in one of the Arab lands, and he had a son who was deviant, deviating, crooked. And he used to hear from his father, this Hanafi jurist from his father, he used to hear from his father that it is not a condition for marriage that the woman has the permission of her guardian. So this son, when he used to hear that, he used to, he used to accompany people, a group of people who were corrupt, evildoers. And he used to get hold of women and do evil to elicit sexual acts with the women. So this son, he taught that group, he used to accompany that group of people, and he taught that evil group that what they should do is, they should say to the woman who wants to commit they want to commit fornication with, the prostitute woman, what you should, he, said, he told this group, what you should do is, when you're going to pay her, you should say, marry yourself to me. And then she should say, I marry myself to you. And then he should say, I accept it. And then, then he would spend, this is what he taught, this is what he heard, he taught this group of people to us, try and make it look like a proper marriage. So he said, and then when he's finished what he wants from her, when he's finished his night with her, then he said, then you say to her, you're divorced. And the second night he can do it with a different woman. The Sheikh said, so you can see that this madhab, the madhab, has been used here, it's been utilized, contrary to the evidence, it's been utilized 
as a means for causing corruption. He said, and then they should have made the point that this is not the Hanafi Madhab though, but it's, it's just how the point can be misused. He said, even though the Hanafi Madhab itself does not make the like of this permissible, this form. However, it makes permissible only a marriage which is going to be permanent. You know, a woman marrying herself in a marriage which is going to be permanent marriage. As far as I'm concerned, it's a marriage with no limits. Marriage and it does not make permissible mixing waters of one man with another when divorced. Rather, there must be an idda, a waiting period, making sure that her womb is clear. Even a woman who frees herself from by khula, or a slave girl who is born. I mean, the Hanafi Mahdab does not support the life force mentioned in this story. It's just the way that some people misuse this point. A woman getting married without a man, they can misuse it and do the like of that. <laughs>